0: Welcome to the Podcast Maneuver, the officially unofficial podcast for Star Trek Picard on Paramount Plus. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking season three, episode seven, Dominion. Uh Aaron, how did this episode hit you? Uh
1: I liked it. I liked it a lot. Nice. I thought it was uh cool. I liked finally getting kind of to the point of where the changeling plot is. I thought Amanda Plummer did some good work as Vedic. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I still don't know where they're going. I mean, there's so many questions. Like, I don't know where they're going with this Red Vines baloney with uh, Jack Crusher.
0: Yeah, what is the secret of Jack Crusher? (laughs) Super
1: curious. Um, I continue to think uh, Brent Spiner's crushing the battle for the positronic body between Lore and Data. I think he said, like, there's a couple of really quick transitions where he goes from Data, like, you know... Talking to Picard like Data does to like Lore, rest and control to just fucking roast Picard. I thought that was really cool, mm-hmm. and uh yeah, yeah, I, I I'm I'm digging it. Um, I also like the fact that like it's it's so weird because it feels like it's coming out of left field for this Star Trek, but like Starfleet officers weighing the morality of something. Oh yeah, with Picard you know? and Beverly being like like. Hmm wow okay in the the era of evil federation we're uh, good we still haven't completely just lost all of our principles and our high-minded ideals and stuff so like i feel like it was a little bit of a turn towards classic trek it's too bad that now that all the bridge crews together they're suffering the classic star trek the next generation problem of you can't feature them all in the same episode like you know we got a lot more data and a lot more jordy in this episode which means Worf has to take a back seat um, mm-hmm. Riker has to take a back seat but you know like I said that's been a long it's it's hard to keep an ensemble cast like this especially when you got twice as many people in the Titan and all Jordy's kids and that stuff running around but I, I thought it was a really really fun and entertaining episode hung together pretty well what about you
0: uh, yeah I liked it quite a bit I, I I'm I, I'm noticing this pattern of uh the thing they're doing here that is like Half working for me and half like getting in the way, which at the end of the episodes, when they want to bring you to the big emotional climax, they're like intercutting scenes where action is happening simultaneously. And it's almost working because all of them are kind of coming together as a theme, right? And um, you've got characters talking about how much they care about each other, and other characters talking about their ideals and things like that. And they all kind of reinforce each other thematically. But man, there are some scenes in here that I really just want to see play out. I want to see Jordy pleading with Data without interruption because it's so good, because LeVar Burton is crushing it and Brent Spiner is crushing it. And I just want to sit in that moment with them for a second. The episode isn't letting me and it's in service of this bigger thing that they're doing, which is mostly working. So I'm like torn on on that strategy, uh, that, that particular piece of filmmaking there. And they've done yeah. this several times throughout the series. It's it's kind of becoming a, a hallmark of the show for me. Yeah, it's funny. Um, behind the
1: scenes, we ran out of screeners after the end of six, uh, the sixth episode, and we were kind of worried for a time that we wouldn't get additional screeners because sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes we piss people off. Uh, I think some of my commentary on Picard is not super measured this season, uh, sometimes they just don't provide like, you know, they give you the first five or six to get an opinion and then the rest they kind of keep for surprise. They don't want it to, to leak out spoiler. Uh, but in the last out, we did get some this week, but I've spent the last couple weeks just kind of like checking out the contemporaneous coverage and what people are saying. And there's been a lot of fun stuff. Like, did you know that there's a statue to Zefram Cochran on Jordy's desk at his museum?
0: No, I missed like that. Like a little
1: miniature, where he's like, it's just like, in like he's got his hand outstretched, and <laughs> of course, and I it's guess his idol, LeVar right? like, Burton kind of came on the set, and he was kind of like, you know, comes in, he's got his outfit, his uniform on, he come around, he's looking at us, and he saw that Cochrane statue, and he picked it up, and like he hugged one of the production designers, and said, "You guys get it, like yeah, you know, totally," and that's cool because i honestly i you know I, I i i didn't catch that but i really like that and I, i've never had a problem with the brain trust behind picard like i do believe that they do love star trek they have a pretty good handle on its lore and whatnot it's just i think they love different things about it than i did mm-hmm. um and they're, they're trying to like update it in a modern way that i don't like necessarily but it these people really, if you've ever seen the old, the next generation cast in like a big panel on a, a Star Trek con or they clearly love each other and have a lot of fun. There wasn't any of that kind of like big outsides personality and like in the the, Will Shat- the the Bill Shatner stuff that right. kind of, you know, sandbag the first few years of the the old series. Like they just love working together and cutting up and joking and clowning on each other. And that comes through. That comes through mm-hmm. the season. Like, oh yeah, and I, I really like the, the, the behind-the-scenes stories and interviews that I've I've seen. So yeah, I I um this has been I mean clearly the best season of Star the Star Trek Picard we've ever gotten. In oh, terms of without like, a doubt. <laughs> we're going into episode seven. I'm still fully
0: engaged with the plot. You know, and the most consistently good. It, it's been you know not top to bottom amazing, but yeah, much better than the yeah. previous two seasons. Uh, I, I really am curious about this Jack Crusher thing. They've done a good job of teasing that out um, without making it feel tedious. I, I think they've, they've come up against the, the edge of that a couple of times, but they've always managed to give me just enough new information to go, okay, let's see where they take this. And now we're it looks like we're about to just get the full dump, right? Yeah. uh and I, that's just going to the...
1: give it all to us that's what they've struggled with like you know like I'm I have a little bit more faith this season that this red vines red eyes tele you know mind control powers of Jack Scott is actually going to go someplace that's interesting and satisfying where
0: but at the same time I cannot see what it could possibly be
1: that's the thing it could it it (laughs) actually might fall completely this might be the opposite of previous where it's like you know they start strong stay strong and then get all the way to the end and it just crashes you know
0: Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm
1: Um, there's a transporter accident and the two plot lines get mangled, you know, <laughs> like sure. in the Star Trek, the motion picture. Uh, there's that's a that's a possibility. I'm just uh, thinking not... through
0: all of the mechanisms in Star Trek, like what could give him this ability? And I just, I can't pinpoint one that I've seen that is close enough to this to make me identify. Yeah, that's what is probably going on here. And that's well, it's good. like section 31
1: and... And then yeah. all these horrifying experiments and like there's something also satisfying about the Federation's hubris and Starfleet's um, reliance on this kind of skullduggery uh, black ops stuff that's like bit them in the ass. Uh, so it's like, yeah, I, I can't either. But like there's something kind of satisfying about this. The Starfleet's kind of done done this to themselves. They're they're hitting themselves. And now the changelings have got them by the short curlies. Yeah, by the by the
0: by the bulging (laughs) nacelles. Sure. No, I I like that. That twist that, you know, Picard thought he had it all figured out, knew what the the Dominion War resolution was, felt bad about that because it's a bad resolution, but also thought that the Federation did the right thing in the end when apparently they did not. Is this a Uh, retcon or is this not a retcon? This is just something
1: that. I don't remember um, that the Federation was not going to give them the cure and going to really genocide them and then their and the changeling stole, spies it, stole it. it and they took credit for they it credit, and said we gave which it to is them smart. maybe that's sure, a smart yeah. thing to do uh, yeah I don't Odo, know I I mean, like, how did they keep that covered up for so long well, you, you wouldn't think Odo would stand for that yeah
0: you wouldn't but um, I don't know Eh, once again once like get said, in that, that lake of goo, I mean, my right. bets are off, man.
1: Yeah, from that perspective, is is anything wrong? Is anything you know? Well, you it's like to trying eat... to
0: get me out of bed in the morning. It's like <laughs> it, it, there it, there would have to be like the the reports of genocide would not do it. I would need to yeah. have something more concrete, more your, relevant to my you individual being, life. Your people
1: being genocided? That wouldn't get you out. Because that's what uh, we're talking no, about here. It would have to be no? like,
0: they're coming to genocide you. You need to get out of bed. And even then, I'd right. need a cup of coffee. So,
1: so like, if the Federation started <laughs> proton torpedo bombing the other side of the Dominion planet, you just chill. You just chill. It's, it, it's yeah. on the other side of the planet. They'll when I start feel in in the ground there.
0: shake, mm-hmm. when <laughs> the proton I mean.
1: torpedoes hit on this continent, let let me know. Uh-huh, Until then, uh-huh. I'm going to be in here doing whatever the fuck I do in this pile
0: of goo. Yep. <laughs> Anyway, uh, maybe we should get into the recap. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Set phasers to add. We'll be right back. <whistles> Captain on the bridge. Welcome back to the podcast maneuver. All right, we started off with the uh, Titan hiding in the Chicote Scrapyard. Oops, I mean the Chintaka Scrapyard. Uh, seven contacts to Vok to see if he can help her old shipmate. Uh, She says they can meet at Ackley seven and Tuvok agrees, which tips her off that he's a changeling because the Vulcan would never go there. Uh, Fake Tuvok starts tracing them and then threatens Picard. And apparently they're on their own solving this crisis. It's good to see. Good to see Tuvok. Um... Yeah, it was. I don't care for Voyager, but it is still nice seeing these old characters come back. In, in what i think some people could rightly claim is the final old school style star trek yeah did i am i
1: crazy or did i just see tim russ on uh poker face i thought i saw him just in, let me let me check on his oh. imdb real quick yes okay. yes he was he was max in the orpheus syndrome all right he was really good in a recent episode of, of Poker Face and just him that I thought, again, I I watched the first three seasons of Voyager because, again, I was a Star uh-huh. Trek nerd and I wanted to give it a shot. And I never quite gelled with the crew. Um, but, yeah, I, I liked that. I know a lot of people do like it and it's cool to, that they're paying homage to, like, all the Star Trek uh, at this point. Um, I thought it played this close to parody. You know, like Seven of Nine being like, oh, Tuvok, uh, how many freckles do I have behind my left ear? Well, of course, uh, you have three. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, good. I can trust you now. But uh, what was the last handy game we played on Rock the Gino? Well, of course, it would be the Ace of Ferengi. <laughs> and oh, and then it's like, just okay. like the music uh-huh. would change and it would like... And then the one point where you know he answered the the I don't know whatever House of Cards they played this triumphant Voyager theme and it just kept on going back and forth until she finally yeah I no Vulcan would set their foot on Aklan Seven and you healed my yeah it's I thought that was pretty
0: funny uh, and the way they're like zooming in on her like they're using whatever that method is where like it brings the actor closer in the background farther away or the same distance or whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I forget yeah. the name
0: of that method of, of shooting the push
1: the, the pull zoom or something where you're, you're something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You're pushing in on the camera, but zooming out and it makes the foreground or background look like it's fleeing from you.
0: Yeah. They're doing that while this, you know, music is yeah. ramping up and I'm like, this is a little over the top guys. Come on. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it, it was good. I I enjoyed. Yeah, like you said, seeing Tuvok and I enjoyed the the game that they're playing here, right? They can't be sure who to trust. They they've got double and triple levels of like subterfuge here. And I I think it's smart and it's and it's pretty well done. So, no complaints
1: yeah I wonder like when they're torturing Tuvok like what what how do they know like where to go down the personal details like tell me all like if someone came to me with like a torture device and's like tell me all the details of your friendship with Jim mm-hmm. I'd be like Jesus Christ what what do you want to know like how far years do, 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 how, how long do you want me to talk about the fucking Axis and Allies
0: games we used to uh-huh. play like yeah. is
1: that going to be useful you what, know what does juiced um,
0: mean huh in context yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, tell me the tale of the mighty, mighty orfbot I, yeah, I, it's just it's it's funny. I really liked when you know Picard got sick of everything shit and they they dropped the subterfuge and he comes onto the bridge. He's like, "Tell me what a Will Riker is." And Tuvok, the Tuvok clone turned into like this horrifying zombie Will Riker. Yeah, Super yeah. Sweet.
0: I that was, like that. I wonder if that's what Riker really looks like at the moment, or if he's just trying to get Ooh. Picard's goat. He's oh yeah maybe um because they've d- apparently done some nasty stuff to Riker. Uh, we don't ever get to see it in this episode, but yeah, I wonder. I
1: wonder if uh, what they're what they're doing to him. I wonder how him and Deanna are doing. We haven't gotten an update on them since we last saw Riker get. We do know Riker's we able to seen pull them. one over on him though, so yeah. implies he's not completely compromised,
0: right? And Vedic says like we weren't able to get any information out of them. They, we underestimated their like resilience or yeah, like we can't break them in
1: the time that we have left because they're just too loyal to Picard.
0: Yep. Uh, Uh, okay. So they're running out of time before frontier day. Beverly starts just immediately planning the regenocide of the changelings and Picard (laughs) condones her research into it. He's like, yeah, we got to do what it takes. Uh, Geordi wonders if they're trying to make a copy of Picard, but they need more info.
1: Yeah, it's funny because Picard.
0: That's the thing. Picard's
1: like, "Well, let's not cross any lines, but keep the research because I'd rather have the genocide and not need it than need the genocide and not have it." I'm like, "Sure." I don't know. I feel like uh, in my experience of Star Trek, when someone invents the genocide weapon, it just the 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 that it will be used. Yeah. Like no one's going to invent the Genesis device and just be like not use it. No one's going to invent the the Borg phase or whatever and not going to you like it's yeah you if you commit if you if you give yourself the ability to commit a war crime you're going to commit a war crime
0: mm-hmm.
1: and yeah it seems like there's going to be no no but I uh, but I appreciate they had the moral debate I appreciate the Beverly took the time to be like this is not ethical to do and blah, blah, there's blah.
0: several decisions here that Picard and Beverly are like making together that raised my eyebrows I think would raise mm. a Vulcan's eyebrow uh, for sure well they got the it, kids involved man yeah that's it true back to that trolley problem
1: you'll do you'll do anything to save them
0: uh, i was surprised to see that they weren't leaving the vicinity after that exchange with tuvok like yeah maybe they didn't get a full trace but right i maybe for safety's sake just go to a different part of open space let me ask you this: They 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 name check
1: this uh, Chintoka Scrapyard, which is, mm-hmm. um, I guess it's a it's it's a. Oh, okay, never mind. I because I was the, when I was watching this, I'm like, oh, instead of using a made up um, battle site, why didn't they use like Wolf three five nine or something? But no, this mm-hmm. is. Uh, this was a famous battle in the Dominion War, I guess. Is this the first one they did where they got the 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 um,
0: oh
1: the Galaxy class starship blown up? Because I remember that really. I blew just my watched hair back. that episode. Yeah, the Olympic or whatever it Was
0: because
1: you're yeah. like, oh man, the fucking Federation's got their war fleet together and they're gonna wreck shop, and they the Dominion just handles them, and and the Jim yeah. ships suiciding in on them.
0: Whoo! In a, in a matter Woo. of minutes, they take out a Galaxy class cruiser. Yeah, that's yeah. Apparently that's not this because this that result is a
1: defeat and this uh, battle of Chintaka is a Federation victory. But yeah, it's a famous battle in the Dominion War. It took place in D Space Nine episode "The Changing Face of Evil," which was
0: a season seven towards it's, it's towards the finale. And they say something so, about like Vulcan ships, maybe scraps of Vulcan ships giving off radiation in this. Yeah, zone, like a, potentially. Yeah, like so one, yeah. they must have been involved.
1: Well, were they talking it. about Tuvok's ship? I think the 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 oh my my thing is that they actually got into a battle and disabled. But he's
0: not on a Vulcan ship. Are they saying Why it's a Vulcan be? ship because he's the captain? Well, he's in Starfleet, right? Like,
1: yeah, but they. That is, I think it's canonical that like mostly Federation crews things along racial lines or species lines. Wow, well, like I have an all Vulcan uh, all,
0: which always I've never, never sat seen well somebody in a Starfleet uniform piloting a Vulcan ship. Have I?
1: Piloting a Vulcan ship? No, you wouldn't. You'd Captain. see a Vulcan commanding it. But like, I like the the Enterprise is clearly a human ship. Ninety plus percent mm-hmm. of its crew mm-hmm. is human. But like, I, I think that's what they do because like every because like because the thing is like so Vulcans like their ships slightly warmer because their body temperatures are higher. And yeah. it's just I, I don't think it's like a racist thing. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> sure. like they can't stand can't it. it's more it right of like here. yeah, it's more like instead of having those Mentars have their little vape modules that you know the dudes that look like catfish.
0: Convenient uh, excuse. Convenient excuse yeah. those Vulcans out there being like, Yeah, you just can't handle the, the temperatures. You know, we're not comfortable in your air. What they right. really are saying is your Human fucking lo- your fucking illogical brains oh. are mucking with our vibe, man. Yeah, they they smell, their food tastes funny, their mm-hmm. alcohol's not strong. Yeah. Their ships don't give off enough radiation, apparently.
1: But that's what. So what you were saying, like, they. I don't think they left. I think they just jumped Chakota, the uh, Chicote's not Chakotay, uh Tuvok's ship and fucked it up.
0: Huh. I didn't even think they met with him. That, like, Tuvok was trying to track him down and they didn't mm-hmm, mm-hmm. track him, right?
1: Yeah, but I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of Vulcan ships out there in the the ship, the, the scrapyard too.
0: Yeah, that's what I was figuring.
1: So they're anyway. they're trying to make a. We we talked about this. They're trying to make a doppelganger of Picard now. What kind of blew me away is the fact that they need Jack as, like, the frog for uh-huh, the dinosaur the DNA Park. in Jurassic Park. But, like, they have, what would you think, 65% of Jean-Luc Picard's corpse?
0: Yeah. All the DNA you need is contained in the corpse. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, it's not fossilized. No. You know? Maybe There's, it, there are hairs it, ha- on it. Like, you can get the DNA. Right.
1: Right. I'm not even sure why they why don't they have his whole body? Because it's not like he died in combat. Like he <laughs> got his to conscious transfer 35% a conscious it Yeah. I mean, and then like, soon just, just just autopsied and butchered him just cause, you know, sold his sold his
0: legs and Well, he kept trying to take DNA samples and none of them worked, up to like thirty five percent of his body. <laughs> he just they they had to scrap most of it for the DNA samples. Yeah. i don't know man uh yeah you wouldn't think they would need any of jack's dna maybe he's taken Uh, so much ionizing
1: radiation over his long career in space that his dna is just it's fucked up not
0: no single cell nucleus has an identical copy of dna (laughs) in the card so so i think there's something in there that covers this um they say later in the episode something about his iramati Iramati syndrome. Mm-hmm. The Jumanji is that what syndrome. It's called? Jumanji syndrome. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Not being actually Iramati. It was a misdiagnosis. And there's something inside of him, him that they want that is not his DNA. Theory.
1: I have a hot theory
0: on that. Does it have to do with Nosikins? Because I'm with you. No. I'm with you. Oh, no. okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> We've got two we... competing theories then. Let's, potentially. Let's, let's 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 have dueling theories when we get to that point. in yeah. the Yeah. That sounds great. My theory is totally half baked. I can't wait to hear yours. Uh, we've also find out the Rafi and Wharf are out monitoring Starfleet security somewhere, so that's why they're not in this episode. Right. Uh, anyway, yeah. So they 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 need more info, so they go to see Data and they wake him up. But Lore keeps butting into the conversation. Jordy speculates that Soon was trying to synthesize their personalities to create a perfect artificial human, but he ended up partitioning the brain out of fear that Lore would override Data and just take over and Picard asks why the changelings wanted his body and here's where Data says there's something inside of it other than his DNA that they want um, Picard can't stand seeing Data like this and decides uh, we need to shut him down uh, actually no he, he wants to erase lore from Data's brain and Geordi's like uh, I don't think we can do that let's shut him down
1: yeah um, I really like them adding the flickering eye lights to like you know anytime Data in the old series would like access information you know he'd be like processing or whatever like they've added this kind of like flickering lights like he's looking at a view screen inside his own eye. Uh, I think nice. that's really cool.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It, it's not they didn't happen, but I I like yeah I, I I that's really super cool. And I already talked about in the, the the preamble, but I really like how they do this. Um, how Brent Spiner just goes like data will be answering Picard, and then Lore comes in and's like, Uh, like, what are some of the things he said? Oh, that pre explained why you look so old, which is funny because Lore is old too, right? So
0: it's right. like he's, he's talking shit about,
1: yeah, a slightly mm-hmm. older positronic android. <laughs> just hold the mirror up to him, right? And blow uh, blows mind. Yeah, so this is the scene where they talk about there's some anomalous form inside Picard, and the Iruma- the-, the Jumanji syndrome diagnosis is in doubt, that it might have never been. Um, but and
0: and what? W- so you have a Nosakan theory on this? Yeah, what if this is somehow related to his artificial heart? Like Starfleet put some experiment. I don't know why they would do this with basically an incident at that point or whatever he was, but like yeah what if they put some kind of tech inside of him that the changelings need hmm. I trying trying to think because he has to have
1: regular be. they have to have he has to have that regularly serviced and recharged and whatnot so he have to come in on a regular basis to get i could see that maybe Do you want to hear maybe it in it my, built in? yeah my
0: yeah. crackpot it's theory? gotta be better than that
1: all right hear me out one of the changelings twenty years ago accepted a super secret top secret mission. Oh no. To infiltrate, penetrate, and disguise themselves as Jean Luc Picard's left nut. <laughs> yep. Yep. And Jack Crusher is the changeling hybrid. Spring. Mm-hmm. They, they 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 shot changeling. They, the the, cha- the shot- changeling spur murdered Picard's Goo sperm into and Beverly? I don't shot like this. Changeling Goo into Beverly and, and Jack's a changeling baby. Yep. It's a cuckoo situation.
0: Mm-hmm. A cuckoo situation.
1: Yeah, you know the cuckoo lays their nest in another bird's egg and then or another bird's nest and then the cuckoo oh. hatches and pushes the other bird's eggs out, and then the, the other birds are tricked into raising the cuckoo as their own. Smart. Beverly Smart. got cuckooed.
0: Got cuckooed.
1: Well, the car got cucked and yeah, then yeah. and then Beverly got cuckooed. So it's just there's lots of cucks and kooks going all over the place. Oh boy, got your cucks and your kooks, the kooks and the cucks. It's, it's I like uh, I it's... like
0: my heart Nosican idea better.
1: Frankly. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm a team I'm team left nut uh for
0: sure. All right, I'll be team artificial heart. Okay, AKA right nut, because we're both nuts <laughs> apparently. Who's the penis between us? I mean, there's only one other other person working a bald move. I hate to break it. Mm. Uh, So let me ask you this. I'm getting strong Westworld vibes from the cognitive function section of this um, where Shorty's like, yeah, turn him on. Cognitive functions only. Mm -hmm. He can still move. I don't like that he can still move. Cognitive functions. I don't even like that he can talk. That's yeah, not part they should of your have cognitive like cognitive functions. They
1: got that fiber optic shit plugged in the back of his head. They should just, like, yeah, have, have it read out on a screen or a disembodied voice.
0: Or say, like, cognitive and speech functions only or something. Right, like, right. It, yeah. the idea that he can move with only his cognitive functions going on disable gross motor functions or something like that. Right. Yeah. So he can't move his but arms and legs, but can talk and emote.
1: Yeah, but like, that's the thing. It's like, how would you keep a sophisticated super intelligence like that imprisoned in its own body when you actively mm-hmm. are making connections? And I, yeah, I buy the lore no matter what is probably a match for Geordi even, um, in turn, especially since this is a more sophisticated, advanced positronic brain model, and it's got the combined memories and experience of data, lore, Picard, all the Soons, B4, right? Mm-hmm. What did, did somebody say that he has Picard in there too, for some reason? Oh, Maybe I don't it's think not it was
0: Picard, no. But that's a lot Soong of fucking. All three.
1: That's a lot of experience and knowledge about mm-hmm. detailed Starfleet things, and yeah, I I I I bought it. But you're right; it is just kind of dumb that uh, you know, it's like you're either freezing the motor functions, you're not.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm I'm thinking about this um, syndrome stuff again. Are they playing with fire here? Is this a dangerous thing to do? Because part of Picard's canon for me is the. That he has Iromatic Syndrome. And I know that's been taken out of him uh, now that he's a some kind of freakish golem thing. Are are, are you going to be... If this isn't really good, if this isn't really fucking good, that it wasn't Iromatic Syndrome all along, are you going to be disappointed? Because they're fucking with... Mm all good things man they're 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 no, playing with some of the best of star trek right here and i am worried i am i'm like deeply i'm getting more worried as i'm thinking about it more that they well, could potentially fuck that all up so i always tell myself that ever since jj abrams
1: time doubt you know thing like this everything that's happened after you know, the star alternate. trek movies is an alternate universe and all good things is they can't take all good things away from us like if sure, this sucks sure. we can just be like well Picard sucks and it's an alternate JJ thing and, and our world Vulcan is not blowing up and blah 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 and we're fine so like yeah I don't think they can retroactively like, like as stupid as Star Wars gets it's not like Empire Strikes Back is never going to be a banger right and I feel like sure, the same way sure. about like we got a fantastic finish to Star Trek The Next Generation and that they, they can't take that away from me
0: yeah alright that's fair Uh, Let's go on to Vedic. She was not able to get info from Riker or Deanna, and her changeling overlord tells her to find the boy before Frontier Day. Threatens to turn her into goo or something if she doesn't. Uh, We have been questioning, like, what is Vedic? Is she a changeling? Is she a human that's working for changelings? She's a straight-up changeling. Um, This scene says it. She's like the new breed of changelings, the the evolved Mm -hmm. ones or whatever that Beverly would call them. Uh, mm-hmm. But she is absolutely a hundred percent changeling. Glad yeah. they put that to rest.
1: Yeah, like it, it's. It, I I agree. I agree because it's becoming a. I never thought that she wasn't, but you know, some Me people either. were getting that impression. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think you said like the Red Letter Media guys maybe were, we're hyping like that theory. Arm, yeah, it was like she just had like this traveler. Uh, this, which is this, kind of this, a this neat idea, along. but also, yeah, it would be cool. Yeah, like yeah, a literal handler. Even, your your handler is (laughs) a hand (laughs) but I think it's also super cool that you can kind of communicate oh yeah so are there two entities inside of her swimming around in the goo that is her or is the hand like a separate thing she severs
1: the connection to herself which allows the other thing to channel into it is how I interpret okay. it, but like on I mean, the platform good,
0: how- that it's sitting on is kind of a connection with. The, oh, maybe the yeah. let yeah. that,
1: that, that's like the hyperspace receiver that allows it to interface. Yeah, because she yeah. does pour it into like a Harry Potter style pin sieve. Um, yeah, it doesn't that's seem like she talks to it. it
0: outside of there.
1: I barely know. I mean, it, it, the the changing biology is completely mysterious. Like, dude, they? Huh. I, I I don't remember Deep, Deep Space Nine super well, but I don't. I feel like they were super mysterious all the way to the end. You know, they finally understood them well enough to make a biological uh, phage to attack them. But, mm-hmm. um, but that was obviously now, late on, right? Very. And late. now we're talking about super advanced, developed, artificially engineered changelings. So, like, yeah, if, mm-hmm. if you tell me they can do this. I think it's super cool. And there's no canon that says they can't. So, for sure, this is
0: this is good place for Trek to do world building. All right, Jack invites Sydney back to his quarters sometime. Uh, we hear her thoughts, which are for him to, like, take it easy, man, take it slow, just touch my hand first. And then she's surprised when he does exactly that. Uh, she asks why he did it, and he sees all these visions behind her. What yeah. the hell, man? I don't know. We're back. He can hear people's uh, thoughts.
1: Yeah, we're, we're, we're talking about... Uh... I don't I we're we're back with this red vines situation I don't know what's going on with it I thought that he had Jumanji syndrome and this is like early onset Jumanji and uh Beverly had some new you know shit him with the red hit him with the blue um and he's going to be mm-hmm. kind of cured but now it seems like there is something something happened in the uh the operation left nut that has imbued him with this power, this compulsion and all right. New theory.
0: Okay. Uh, Picard actually had sex with Deanna, which is where he gets his ability to hear people's thoughts. And then the fertilized egg was transplanted into Beverly, by an alien entity against her will yes Uh uh-huh yeah why not why not yeah and you know and it's the changeling Gooth scenario it's it's all of the same except there was a there was a middle middle woman deanna troy
1: (laughs) it is weird because like that's that's the 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 fact that he's psychic is interesting you know Mm -hmm. because uh canonically we know that certain races are mildly psychic you know like the betazoids are i guess heavily psychic and you know mm-hmm. the, the vulcans have kind of a weak telepathy if they can touch you and all that kind of thing but like yeah how do you get you know how how do you get a human to have that ability
0: i don't know man and I'm why is it curious. now
1: why is it now happening like it seems like it's intensifying his powers and abilities and all that or you know because like
0: mm-hmm
1: he's had a lot of these things his whole life the plaguing of visions and whatnot but like being able to enter someone's thoughts and even control them
0: yeah like i mean this new. is like half as crazy as the shit he gets up to later in the episode yeah with so Sydney. i'm wondering if like the presence of vedic is causing this
1: you know that like she's the, doing she did something to accelerate his development the last time they met
0: could be could it be a timed thing where like this is all a countdown to this founder's day and as we get closer to that it's affecting him more
1: right right it's like i said there's Um, a lot but like i i I have no idea the full shape of the plot
0: me either and i kind of like it Mm -hmm. uh do they do this thing where we hear the internal thoughts of characters very often in star trek i'm trying to think i i can remember like maybe a data's day might have had that stuff um, well, like a narration yeah yeah where we're hearing sydney's thoughts
1: no i mean like the things i can think of are like when deanna and Loxana are having conversations because like you know Loxana sure. likes having psychic conversations with deanna and yeah, uh, yeah sometimes you would get that with other like i most almost i can I, almost every single time i can think of it's in connection with deanna because she's the only yeah. like real telepath slash empath we've ever had as a primary pov character
0: and is usually doing it through like a series of logs. I mean it will have that right. happen, but never yeah, yeah, like yeah.
1: It's yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's not in narr- it's even it's always in the frame of this is the officer's log about right. his day or whatever.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. That was that was interesting. It's, it'd
1: be super funny if Picard's been psyched though. That wasn't his captain's log. He's just speak he's just beaming his <laughs> thoughts directly into the audience's brain.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he and he just thinks in captain's logs. He wasn't actually recording anything. His thoughts are he just does. organized. Stardate, 417,
1: yeah. Yep, his thoughts are
0: organized to official Starfleet reports at all times. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jack goes to the bridge where they get a compromise code, seemingly from Riker. I'm going to take that with a grain of salt. I'm not certain that's true. We'll Mm, see. Uh, Jack takes Picard aside and tells him that he feels bad about Riker potentially dying for him. Also, he feels like something's wrong with him. Tries to explain that he can hear in his head, which is a terrible explanation. Uh, Picard suggests you know what we might be able to go on the offensive here and get Vedic if we can get an advantage
1: so you because I never doubted that Will probably had done something to do this compromise code but you think that
0: I don't know, man. They're, man, because
1: that's... Yeah, now that I'm thinking about that that speech the Vedic gives, it's, it's like those one of those big villain speeches where it's like, you have thought that this is going the one way. It's always been going this other way. And every time yeah. you thought you've won, it's because it's I intended it and it's all my... Design. So, like, yeah, it could be. I love that be... water
0: has many paths toward, you know, the the ocean or whatever she says there. That's right. such a great analogy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm just... I'm, I'm now seeing conspiracy everywhere you know plans sure. everywhere I mean you should
1: because like open Starfleet's compromised they've mm-hmm. it's been the plot all season so it, anything could happen
0: uh, so the, the strike comes in finds the Titan drifting lifeless in space there's a recording of the incident that led to it uh, Vedic has a boarding party sent over to the Titan where she finds Jack immediately he runs away Vedic's troops give chase and they run right into a trap Vedic's caught in a force field uh but so are sydney and jack so it doesn't go off quite how they hoped yeah the old trying to trap people in hallway
1: shield corridors gambit
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: i mean the plumber this episode she says a bunch of she said this a couple times this season where she says things that sounds like coming some kind of quote from a shakespearean novel like here she goes tick tock calls the ancient clock mm. I can't source any of these things that she's saying. As far as I can tell, they're just wholly original utterances. Like, I put quotes around it in a Google search, and that's, that's, that's that, that sequence of words has never been uttered on the internet. Hmm. So, right. what are they... When she's making these big pronouncements and quotes, is this, like, ancient changeling
0: wisdom? Or... I, yeah, I, or just kind of a crazy person... Thinking yeah, too much of be. themselves and their their goals. I... this person's been through a lot.
1: You get in this episode, right. yeah. They've like I I feel a lot more sympathy towards
0: uh her and her faction at this point. Yeah, the same sympathy that I felt toward Odo, frankly, uh-huh. um, when we get yeah. into his backstory in Deep Space Nine. Uh, I don't know, but it, it's more like cuckoo cuckoo goes to the ancient clock because she's. Off the <laughs> map, man. She's wild. Uh Geordie tries to transport Jack and Sydney out, but the system's been taken over by Lore. Um Got Lord. Yep. Beverly and Picard interrogate Vedic, kind of. I don't know. She says some intriguing stuff about Jack never having been for Beverly. Don't know what that's about. She also educates Picard and Beverly on the true history of Starfleet's role in the Changeling Genocide. She tells him about the agonizing experiments that were done on her by the Federation during Project Proteus to turn them into spies or try to, and she claims that the Federation took her family, and now she'll take Picard's. Yeah, this is a great
1: sequence, like, um, and it's something that I believe certain segments of Starfleet would do, like Section 31, uh, that they had these 20 changelings after the Dominion War, prisoners of war, and that's what they're called and which, which entitled them even by 21st century earth standards to certain rights and responsibilities and fiduciary uh relationship with the federation and the and Starfleet and they fucking violated all that they did meta they did uh non-consensual medical research and genetic manipulation torture mm-hmm uh just some just some gross <laughs> shit and Sometimes it seems like they were
0: just having fun they had fucking tasers out they, like i that's, that's the not thing. scientific They're, right that's just torture it, it definitely
1: felt like you know more along the lines of like nazi medical research than yeah. any kind of like legit thing that had a legitimate point that they were just being cruel for cruel sake and mm-hmm. these are these shape-shifting creatures that very hard to physically hurt for long so they're able to just essentially just torment without in these things like just lock them in this private hell i thought that stuff that whole sequence was really and you know because she's been doing all this weird shit with her hands and the fact that she's explaining that this is like a you know we never heard the term of symphony but like i learned about music through the squeaks and the squeals and the screams and the whistling Yeah, that's and,
0: fucked up I love that. And then
1: the the final reveal that she took the face of her captor and torturer, you know, like mm-hmm. whatever the head Nazi doctor was, it's it's uh, section 331 um yeah, I, I, that's that's it's a pretty sick backstory. I thought and, it was really I've, well down, done.
0: And and it plays so well with the manifestation of her personality here, right? This person who is just kind of unhinged. They've been exposed to so much trauma and 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 seeing the callous way that the person inflicting upon them was was carrying themselves with like the whistling that that Mm -hmm. she has like integrated that so thoroughly into her personality she has just this complete fuck it attitude you know Uh nothing matters this is except for my revenge that's it it's the only thing that matters in the world Well, and that's like it goes back to like, you know, like, why do we have rules
1: for these types of things? And I think it's because if you don't obey them, you end up with these crazy things happening where you torture a class of people until they just want to bend all of their their will and their determination and their intelligence towards destroying you. And then you have a caged monster that you can never let out of the cage um because if it does Mm -hmm. it'll it'll overthrow you and that's like this this is starfleet reaping what it sows i honestly a lot of the picard seasons have been Mm -hmm. starfleet reaping what it sows in terms of its own hubris and its own hypocrisy when it comes to practicing its ideals um and like if you want to make an argument that's like hey we had to do the the biological weapon it was them or us and the the dominion is belligerent and they're okay but all that shit that happened with Vedic here—that had no possible. Like they were doing that to make an ultimate weapon. They were torturing these mm-hmm. intelligent beings to have like a offensive first strike spy te- technology, and it's just it's just gross and it's unbecoming to Starfleet. And I'm glad that this comeuppance is happening. It would be great if Picard, the end of the season, kind of put Starfleet back on the straight and narrow like has them recommit to their ideals because look at what it's gotten them. Look at what enslaving positronic beings, look at what torturing changelings look at what, you know, trying to commit genocide. Are you safer? Are you safer now than you were? And it doesn't seem like it.
0: Yeah. And I love, um, the way that Vedic makes this personal too, and points out the hypocrisies even within the high-minded people that we love for those ideals. Like she brings it down to Jack, right? Um, and and displays kind of the difference between the founders the changelings whatever um and humans in that they don't have this link they can't feel each other's pain and when she points out like do you think she would have kept the secret of jack from you for 20 years if she could feel your pain you know of course not of course not it would be too much to bear um and and just like the idea that like there is that hypocrisy in people where they're kind of looking out for themselves above all because it's the only experience they have directly right right whereas you go to the link and you're like well you can feel everybody else's pain everybody else's joy and it yeah. influences your decision making in that way yeah I like all that what's, stuff.
1: Why, what's so wild because like I and is where the Dominion's whole thing is that they were once enslaved which is why they're trying to enslave everyone else because like it's 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 now that you mention it, it's kind of weird that a race like that where right. you would think they would evolve towards empathy and understanding and cooperation was so fucking belligerent and militaristic and totalitarian. But like I thought maybe part yeah. of their backstory was that they were you know kind of like the Urquan from star control like a lot of what they are is a re extreme reaction to being put into a shitty situation themselves and like this has never fucking happened this is like uh, we're experienced trauma so much that this is never we will do anything it takes to not be put in this situation again
0: it's possible that that's uh, their origin i don't remember but yeah it is a little weird to like I, I don't know i mean maybe it just makes their tribe slightly bigger right their tribe is Could their be. entire people instead right. of a and, faction and of like people are but they're still indiv- outsiders and these like, these individuals are they even real people that'd
1: be like saying like right. our skin cells are you know individuals it's like the Borg worth-
0: queen's view of a human right where yeah, it's like they're yeah. less than yeah yeah so yeah just dangerous opinion to hold about mm-hmm. any <laughs> any being uh so Beverly okay things get hard to summarize here because we're cutting back and forth like I mentioned at the beginning I'm gonna take it kind of one path at a time and explore that full path hopefully this works Uh, Beverly wants to kill Vedic because she's a threat Picard asks if they're really so far off their moral path and Beverly says yes yes definitely we are let's kill her (laughs) Um, and John Luke's like gripping up his phaser and Like, he looks like he's ready to do it. He's going to kill her. And and we can kind of stop there. We're going to get to all the Jordy stuff here in a second. But, like, I'm I'm kind of surprised at Picard's reactions throughout this episode. He comes down on a side that is a little more violent than I would expect from him. It doesn't feel like the Picard way, which is when a threat is neutralized, you don't view it so much as a threat anymore. You take it seriously and you make sure it's contained at all times. Like Moriarty, right? Like, Mm -hmm. take it back to Moriarty. That's someone that Picard refused to kill. And it's a hologram. And so he put it into a self-contained universe. I I find it hard to imagine that Picard would even consider here killing Vedic when they have her in a level three containment field or whatever.
1: See, I... So, you're echoing a lot of the problems I had in earlier seasons where it's like, I don't think that Picard would risk the entire crew of a Starfleet ship to save his son from a situation. It seems like yeah. maybe he yeah. and, and like that really bothered me, but I'm like, okay, well, I guess Picard is rolling this way because he's just those father feelings are really strong and he is willing to sacrifice everything so like him sacrificing his high-minded ideals and you know like the way vedic this speech makes her seem like she's just irredeemable like there's nothing totally, yeah. like like it she is the monster that if you let go she's going to gore and tear and rip and there's nothing you can do other than you can't keep her in a prison cuz she's a shapeshifter you can't you can't humanely keep her like you just she got to be destroyed um
0: Yeah, this is that early stuff. Feels very much like the first contact, Picard, right, where he is pushed to his absolute breaking point, and he's ready to to abandon everything he believes in in order to get revenge. Like Chris, remember when they
1: got Hugh, uh and they were thinking about uh, he wanted to do research on him to to come up with the biological cure, the uh, plague that will kill the Borg and beverly kind of like talked him off of that ledge and he recognized the individuality of Hugh and how but like you know that was just his morgue mm-hmm. trauma speaking right totally. so like yeah. every once
0: in a while he can get emotionally compromised and do stupid yeah, shit same with first contact it's all it's all that boring when, when something is this personal to him he does yeah. kind of lose his way and I, I think that's fine here he looks like he was ready to lose it all the way and if vedic hadn't had the ace up her sleeve uh, or, or it, it wasn't even the ace up her sleeve. It was just like dumb luck kind of yeah. that got her here. Yeah. If, if Vedic had been still contained when they got to her, Picard would have killed her. I think, I that's, think where, right. that's where it was headed. Right? Sure. I didn't hear anybody talking him off that ledge, but I don't know. I don't know. Might have it. Maybe, you know, circumstance can sometimes be <laughs> coincidence would be the thing that talks you off the ledge. Shields up, here comes the ads. <laughs> At ease ensigns. welcome back to the podcast maneuver. Anyway, um let's go over to Jordy. He can't get the systems working, and Jack and Sydney are being threatened. And he pleads with Data to help them, but Lore takes over Data's body and the entire ship actually drops the force fields, allowing Vedic to escape into the ship's innards uh, as a shapeshifter. Jack puppets Sydney's body like he's playing a VR game and kicks her attacker's ass. Uh, Sydney is appropriately weirded out by that. Jordy pleads some more with Data and gets him to reemerge and turn the systems back over to them. And we'll kinda of stop there for a second.
1: Yeah, you mentioned the Jordy data being
0: uh scenes being incredible. What Yeah, uh, you wanna you wanna talk more about that now that we're here? I mean, I don't often get to see this gear from Jordy LaForge. Right. Where he's he gets this emotional. I don't I don't know that I've ever seen it. Uh and it was impressive. I think Lavar did a great job and playing against Brent Spiner, who is clearly like playing up that conflict within himself, yeah. If it's so subtly though. It's not. It, it's like it's just under the surface. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah, no. I've always like I, I've talked about
1: this on podcasts before. I'm I don't know why I always have a fascination for stories about like robots having relationships with people, and I was always, of course, fascinated by Data and Jordy's like friendship because clearly. Mm-hmm. It's a great friendship because clearly sometimes Data does things that hurt Jordy because Data just doesn't get it, and you know Mm -hmm. he can be oblivious, and he's a challenge. But like also Data's got a lot of great qualities to him, and I thought their friendship was really beautiful. Um, Yeah, and we've never really got to see like that. That's like it's funny because I think I saw this mention otherwise that like Star Trek has tried to retcon it into like. Uh, Picard and Data are best friends, like mm-hmm. best best mm-hmm. friends. But that's always been bullshit to me. It's always been Jordy and Data are the best buds.
0: Uh, period. Right, right. They're so friends. Like, I think Picard has respect for him as like a life form.
1: Oh, I think at this point they're like they, a they'd a be friends. friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're yeah, but but like there's definitely you know Jordy's got that prime position, and we've never really seen mm-hmm. him process. Uh, the loss of data like we've gotten tons of time you know like all a lot of season one was picard processing that the denouement of uh, uh nemesis the, the really shitty one nemesis yeah oh. it was, was involved that but we haven't really seen and it, it wasn't very long i, I kind of wish we could have more of like Jordy doing this but it's a it's a crisis situation and he did a great job and also like as much as i love the banana clip it was such a handicap to poor Lef- uh, burton <laughs> Yeah, trying to emote and like being able to see his eyes and uh the pain uh and him pleading and then like lore coming back and like mocking him with it. it it's a great scene.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. I just I was yelling at the screen stop interrupting the scene. Lavar and Spiner are doing their thing. Just let them do it, you know? Yeah, it's really cut fran- fr- fr- uh, frenetically. Um, frenetically. I mean it, it works if you can get out of that mode of just like I want to see these two actors yeah. work off of each other for more than 12 seconds at a time. Uh, it, it works thematically. I think it's all very good.
1: Could Crusher and Picard killed Vedic if they wanted to, like, it seems like they both like riddled her with holes, yeah. presumably kill shots. And like Jack is able to kill the- does she have extra special
0: changeling protection? I, I don't know, man. I, I think they're playing fast and loose with those rules. Uh, it's the rule of what do we need to happen here to make it exciting fuck it let's go with it because um, yeah Vedic just goes to goo mode
1: and or maybe it's like when they're in goo mode they're a lot harder to kill because I noticed that all the ones Jack kills they're in their solid form
0: yeah I think one one goo gets vaporized totally right does it Have we said it had some goo vaporization I think so so maybe she just got a little bit extra since she's the leader. Yeah, I don't know. It's fine. Whatever. Um, the thing that we really need to talk about is she, this VR. She makes sure her thing. hand
1: takes all the hits.
0: Yeah, yeah. Her communicator her fucking is boss yeah. is
1: always riding his ass, or her ass, like making sure he's taking <laughs> taking all the shots.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, so, so what do you make of Jack? Did you see... Uh, Pacific rimming. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say it like that. Pacific rimming. He's raccooning her. That's what he's doing. Raccooning. Pacific remote rimming. remote.
1: Raccooning. Uh-huh. Uh, um, I yeah. I, I don't know what to make of it. I don't know what to make of it. It seems like it's deeply disturbing. Like it's not as um, it should be. Right, but like that that Sydney still has It's not like he, because we've seen people be possessed by other people before, and it's like you know, uh, you wake up like, oh my god, what have what's happened to me? And you don't, but like, seems like Sydney's clearly, Crash is aware of what's going on at all times. She is, yeah. Um, and but I don't know. It was a cool scene. They do like this mirror match, and you know, Jack uh, two v ones v V1, one this guy and. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to make of it. I don't what to make of this uh, weird Jumanji spinoff he's got. I,
0: I don't think people can see his eyes glowing when they glow. Every time somebody looks at him and he's like seeing visions, they don't remark like, hey, your eyes are fucking red. Dude. Right. They say, why are you Get looking at drops. me that way?
1: But they're not like, why are your eyes red? Like, uh-huh. you know, you're possessed <laughs> by an evil demon.
0: Right. In a James Wan film. So I don't know. I, I mean, clearly it's not. It's not all in his head, right? Um, it wasn't a coincidence that he touched her hand. He can actually like take control of people. I cannot imagine where they're going with this, but um, I'm kind of excited to see it. I don't know. Left nut theory. I'm, I'm pulling, <laughs> right. pulling for it. Uh, and then we get to the final like sequence here where Beverly looks up Project Proteus, comes up with a way to track Fettick, uh through some... some uh is it she isolated isotopes the in there that,
1: yeah that there's a compound used in their experimentation and research that she theorizes all of the hybrid changeling should have which makes them right sus- uniquely susceptible to a scan
0: are they trying to claim that there are only like nine of them or ten of them because doesn't medic say like it was me and nine of my, was it 19 of my other
1: uh, colleagues i think in i got tubes actually wrote up up on down the, the exact quote let me see if i can find this how do you take over all of starfleet with you're 10 right people? she said nine nine of my brothers and sisters were kept on shelves and pro- so yeah there's so I, I tuvok think-
0: is one she's one All uh, the brief killed well maybe they haven't killed the evolved ones right I guess see, maybe Tuvok I the, isn't evolved. He's just a changeling.
1: Anytime I see a changeling changing with the meat effects, I think uh, it's got to be one of them. And I can't remember if Tuvok did or not. I don't remember either. Because yeah, like so I think I think they have some. Some of the changelings have like support. You know, like they're like they, they're supported by some regular changelings, some unevolved, unmodified changelings. But yeah, they only have nine, and there's been a few die. But I don't know. I also, okay, I also have a hot theory about why her crew is wearing these elaborate masks. I think that every one of her crew of the Shrike is the bridge crew of the Enterprise. The big one is going to be Worf or every perhaps Riker. Crew. Every one of her crew that's, 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 that's you know, like, covered up. Cause like they're all changelings. Why would they be wearing head to toe clothes with masks? It's gotta be pre- to preserve a surprise for us, the audience.
0: Huh? So I like, guess I was operating under the idea that they're not changelings. They're just working with the changelings. There's some other alien species. I,
1: I I don't know the way you talk to, she talks to him. It's like, they are her brother. I bet mean, you that's, that's a solid theory too. If they're not changelings. Um, but I, i'm guessing oh, that they're all the invent, demon they're all face. these perfect clones of people
0: when, when the demon face talks to you know the changeling hand her, demon her handler thing her hand, yeah handler. her handler talks to her they're speaking in another language right they're speaking in the changeling i imagine language i can't remember if there are subtitles a subtitle that i can't
1: either yeah crap
0: You'd think I would know that by now, <laughs> but the, yeah. It, if that's the case, then I suppose they could be because there are definitely subtitles on all these highly masked up, covered yeah uh, crew yeah. members. That's my official prediction. I think all these people
1: are covered up head to toe, or some. And I think it's going to be the and it's going to be there's something about the Picard's crew is going to be recognized on Frontier Day, and. All right. it, they're going to do, I don't know. But again, then what? Then what? Like, yeah. Picard's a retired a admiral. Spin. Can he just waltz around and, like, you know, destroy the Federation? Right. I mean, Captain Shaw, like the captain of a second rate Starfleet vessel, wouldn't even give him a free ride to anywhere. Mm-hmm. So,
0: like, I, I don't know. I still don't I think know. Admiral I don't know. Janeway is going to listen to him. Get out of here. Janeway's been through too much shit to listen to some old fogey. Mm hmm. Uh,. She's probably super old by now. Anyway, um, let's let's get to the end of this. Vedic makes it to the bridge and takes control of the ship. She announces to everyone on board that it was always going to end this way and that it's time for Jack to learn who he truly is. I like the line
1: of what is formidable against the formless. I don't know that the yeah. etymology tracks out, but that's a that's a sick ass line.
0: I wrote I really that one like down, that. too. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, I, and the thing and that's hilarious to me is like the clock is ticking here she makes a point of saying like how much yeah. it it's ticking and then she's giving yeah. all these sanctimonious speeches wasting time before founders day but it's like she's really a frontier day
1: yeah like the fact that like this goes back to like what the first episode where she's like you guys should surrender like this is nothing is going to change you're just going to get more pain and more suffering and like here on episode seven when you think that they've kind of handled and gotten away and then her back and be like oh this is part of our grand plan there's many ways to, for the water to get the it's it i don't know i, I do like a villain gloat every once in a while because she's got them totally. like there's she's like taken over their ship she's their captain she's a dress it's, yeah it's a it's at this point this is the empire's the end of empire strikes back of this season like it looks like picard's they're just fucked um, she's got. She's going to reveal the grand plan of Jack. This 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 whole thing.
0: Mm-hmm. So so here's the thing I love about this is she's giving this sanctimonious speech and um, she's talking about how it's inevitable and you guys should just have given up in the first place and saved yourself some pain. The problem here and what really reveals the the flaw in that thinking is Riker and Deanna because. When she goes to talk to her handler, she is profoundly disappointed in her failure. She's failed in her eyes to get Riker and Deanna to talk. And Mm. it's that unity that they don't think that humans have. It's Mm. that loyalty to each other. The thing they think humans are incapable of because they're not part of one. They they can't link. They can't do this, this joining of minds thing that is going to surprise them. Right? Sure. that's that's what I love about this ending. Is she thinks she has figured out humanity? She absolutely knows nothing about it. Right. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode, man. Um, get what three? I think left? Is,
1: is is this? Is, am I got deja vu of this like the second time you've made that observation? Because I I, I remember thinking being yeah, impressed be. by. The fact that she is like, the, you know, because um, they've hinted about like how she came from the Federation and we wondered what that meant. And now we know that she's literally a mm-hmm. creation bent into this shape by the Federation and that she's got this like because of that, she thinks she knows everything about humanity. Well, maybe fair enough, but, you know, everything about humanity as Section 31 sees it. Right. Which is like saying, like, if you got into some black cell of the CIA, like you understand everything about humanity. No, you understand a particularly dark part of us, but Mm -hmm. you don't you you can't see the other parts. And I kind of like that. The fact that her own hubris and revenge makes her essentialize the human race to our worst aspects, just like we are tempted to do that with the Dominion, you know? totally if yeah. like if it weren't for demit like would we feel sympathy for them at all if it weren't for odo that we didn't get to know like hey there is ex- there is an example of yeah. someone who's not a complete shit uh i don't know i think uh, that's again this is all good star trek this is these absolutely these, yeah. these lines of argument and plot are exactly what i want out of star trek and i'm i'm glad we're getting it me too All right, that's going to do it for another week here with us at Picard. Uh, I keep on trying to find a place to get feedback into because we're getting a lot of feedback, but we keep on uh, being really overscheduled because I don't know if you've noticed, we've been doing like four shows a week. Uh, We just had The Last of Us roll off, but we got Yellow Jackets coming on. I am getting it all. I'm reading it all. Uh, I I hope to get a time to do a special Picard episode uh, feedback thing. But in the meantime, if you can like to continue uh, to send us hailing frequencies, Picard at baldmove.com is how you do it. Um, And yeah, we'll see you back next week for Episode 8. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya.